First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. It is the Colleen and Bradley Show live from the Minnesota State Fair. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. And that's Bradley Trainer. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Pew, pew, pew. And uh, it is the second day of this week at the Minnesota State Fair. The crowds are very thin today, and it is very manageable. So if you're on your way out here, that's how you know what to expect. But because you tuned into the Colleen and Bradley show, you also know what to expect. And that is a little uh, publationship conversation. Now, this one comes with some extra spice today. Yeah, and Holly, um, do you mind getting the Cobra Gang together? Whenever there's trouble, we'll down the double with the Cobra Gang. If you've got the crime, we've got the time with the Cobra Gang. We got to make room for the Cobra Gang, you guys, because there's more people joining our team. Mm-hmm. Today, I would like to welcome to the club... Uh, the good folks at Page Six. Why? Because literally Page Six has stolen our shtick. Uh, in fact, that's being negative. Let me be positive. Page Six has seen the light. And the light, of course, is what we all know is the truth, according to Colleen and Bradley, a.k.a. the Cobra Gang. So, um, Colleen, there's a story yesterday in Page Six that essentially could have been written by us, and it's all about cake. Now, for the I audience, hope we who, are going to get paid for this. We're not going to get paid oh, for this. Okay. Um, for the audience who didn't show up, uh, or I should say, hasn't shown up yet for the Colleen and Bradley show, what is cake? Okay, so cake. In in addition to I being mean, it's delicious and yummy, yeah, in addition it's to being a, a, a no, a wonderful confection that is uh, not pie. as good as pie, however, also good. Um, cake is a word that we coined to describe a publicationship, and it was a short-lived one. It was Kanye West and Irina Shayk. Yep, so a celebrity relationship for publicity, Irina Shayk, Kanye West, as Colleen said. Well, Page Six wrote a story about cake that you and I quite literally could have written ourselves. So what I mean by that is usually uh, tabloids like to show up to publicationships, that is these celebrity stories that have been highly manufactured, all in an attempt to get attention to Mm -hmm. the celebrities and hopefully some money and work and SponCon and all that stuff. They'll just take that work and run with it, right? right? Like, so the celebrities will be like, hey, I'm going to be grocery shopping over here tomorrow. Maybe you should show up because I'm going to have somebody with me and it's kind of special. And and maybe we'll hold hands and then you'll have something to write about. And then that's all they do is just like regurgitate this stuff or like they'll be like, sources say. Meanwhile, those sources are the celebrities themselves, right? right? Well, okay. So I opened up this story about Arena Shake and Kanye West in page six and it says exclusive Kanye West and Arena Shake over before they began. And when I see an exclusive in page six, I Mm -hmm. think, well, okay, this is going to tell me something about this 
crazy rumored relationship that kind of never happened. It fizzled. It was a huge... Like flop, yeah. Right? They yeah, came they, out. They were around for five seconds. They went and then to they a were, resort, and then they were never seen together again. Exactly. So when Page Six promises exclusive details, I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. So they they start by saying, "Remember, you heard it here first. Kanye West and Arena Shake fizzled fast. Okay, mm-hmm. All right, whatever. In a PR stunt for the ages." Kanye West and his ex-wife Kim Kardashian recreated their nuptials during his most recent Donda listening event this week and were even spotted holding hands outside the venue. I was like, well, what does that have to do with anything? Okay. Does that have anything to do with Arena Shea? No. No. Uh, She's not in the story. They're like, well, this comes after uh, people close to him were insisting everything was going swimmingly with his rumored gal pal Arena Shea, Mm. which we remember because we were there and we reported this story. So then they go on. Again, this is page six. Tell me if you start to recognize or smell anything. Okay. Back at the beginning of July, page six brought you the exclusive news that West and Shake were cooling off, with a source telling us, she likes him as a friend but doesn't want a relationship with you. We were, or with him, mm-hmm. not you. Oh, fine. Thanks a lot. We do a want lot. a relationship with you. We reported that West had even asked her to accompany him to a Paris couture show, but she shot him down. Ooh. Sources who sound very much like someone on West's payroll. Um, Who's that sound like? uh, Something we would say? Yeah, right? Like, this is not my words. This is the words of page six. Sources who sound very much like someone on West's payroll. It's like they're pulling back the curtain. Then ran to People magazine to Mm. insist... They are very much still dating, and Arena is so upset at the lies about her and Kanye, adding that, quote, the model Arena was moved to take legal action to set the record straight. So what we have here Mm. is page six accusing people of doing what we accuse page six of doing on a regular basis, which is saying, and also you're giving away the game because you guys are both tabloids. Right. So you're, you're implying that a tabloid Mm -hmm. is being manipulated Mm -hmm. by a celebrity to get their, story out. Right. But the way what that are you doing the yourself, way, Page see, Six? see, this is where they think we're dumb. Is that the way that they're trying to do it is by saying People Magazine does that. Yeah. But yeah not, they're accusing People Magazine of the very behavior that we have accused Page Six of. Fully. For years. Yes. And so you should know that what they're doing is exactly what you said. They're tipping their hand. We see you, Page Six. But they think we're dumb and that we won't do the math that that's what they do too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So they go on to say, uh, page six did not receive a legal letter nor any response from Shake's team on our story. Meaning you can trust our sources. You can trust our stories because we didn't get the throwdown Mm. like People Magazine did. You know, People Magazine, like... I feel like somebody at People Magazine made somebody at page six real angry. Yeah, clearly, right? Um Again, page six, you're on notice. Mm -hmm. We see you. We smell Mm -hmm. you. Nice try. Also, be very careful because the difference between... So, like, when I look at this, it's not that I get jealous, but I think to myself... That's rude. We've been doing this for years. Yeah. Page six, give us some credit. The credit. Give us some credit. Okay. But I also realize page six has no idea who we are. That's fine. They'll find out. They'll find out. It's fine. Maybe they listen to the podcast. You don't know. So sure, it's a little bit of ego, but more importantly, it's just dumb on their part. Because if you want me to believe that People Magazine is just a shill for celebrities, 
why wouldn't I think the same of you? Right, thank you. Like, the difference between us and page six... Is that we can do we math? We don't have a direct connection. Well, we're not a tabloid. Oh, and sure. we're, we're not publishing content uh, in the sense of first-hand accounts of what celebrities are doing or saying. Right. We don't do that because I don't know if you do, but I don't have any celebrity connections where people are trying to get us to manipulate the media. No, we interpret what we are told by the tabloids. So that is what changes... That's what's different between us and page six. Yeah, we're they just, are the tabloids. We just see what they're doing. Yeah. And we say Also it. the difference, we're telling the truth, they're lying to you. Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. I wanted to really quick add to um, add to this story by telling you about something I saw on Jezebel.com, which is a website I like to go to from time to time. And um, this is a piece written by somebody by the name of Marie Solis, and we like her. Okay. Um, I don't know her work, but I do now. And Fabulous. I just wanted to, to just share with you the headline that grabbed my attention about another publicationship. Headline, in which my real life intersects with Zoe Kravitz's and Channing Tatum's possibly fake romance. Oh, okay. Tell me more. Right? And I'm this is the latest publicationship. For those of you who don't know, Zoe Kravitz, Channing Tatum, Kratom, that's what we call them. Yep. They're the latest two uh, celebrity fools to try to get us to believe that they're in a romantic relationship, or even if they are, to use that romantic relationship to get attention, money, and power. Yeah, and especially for the, the project what? that they're working on together, yeah. which is a that's the key movie called uh, what do we call it? Kitten Island. It's another so, word for you know, kitty cats. Yeah, kitty cat, pussy cat. Just take the cat out, and that's and what then you got. yes. Uh, anyway, so they're working on this project together. They've been seen out and about. Blah blah blah. Marie Solis, who writes for uh, Jezebel writes this article about how her li real life has now intersected with their possibly fake romance. Uh, the subheading, I inadvertently lunched at the same Brooklyn restaurant as the pair this weekend. Okay, so now we're working with a first-hand account of somebody who was at the very restaurant that the two of them ate together at, oh, one okay. of them. And she actually makes note, this was not the only restaurant that they ate at over the weekend in New York. Okay. They have been spotted doing the following, riding a bike together down the street, getting coffee, dining at a handful of New York City restaurants, and grocery shopping in a small upstate town, an improbable place to get popped, she says. Okay. Meaning, and not a place where the paparazzi are usually hanging out with their cameras waiting for celebrities to show up. To bring you all up to speed, there really are two ways that paparazzi get shots. They either go to places where the celebrities typically are, right? Yeah. And wait with their cameras poised, like LAX, the airport. Yeah. Or they get a call from somebody and then they go meet them at that place so that they can take pictures well, yeah. that look like they're Absolutely. candid. And that's what she's saying is this grocery store is not a place where normally the paparazzi are hanging out yeah. trying to get those pictures. Ding, ding, ding. Does she work for my talk? I, we should get her on the payroll because she's just she's one of us. Because then she just talks about how she went to a restaurant on Saturday called Chez Matante, where she said, my boyfriend and I were meeting friends for lunch. Um, but they were there, and that is Channing Tatum and Zoe Kravitz with an unnamed person. Those pictures made it out to the tabloids. Yep. Also, the other restaurants that they ate at. That was at, the one where they were like, Zoe Kravitz and Channing Tatum out for lunch with Mysterious Pal. And he's wearing the also, shirt, the mysterious. system of a down shirt. Yeah. Not, nothing mysterious about no. it. They're eating with somebody who's probably on the payroll. Any whoosie whatsie. She just wants to point out that every single place they've been seen this week by innocent bystanders also had a paparazzi photograph taken there too. Oh, interesting. So she does math and she says this probably is fake. They're just out there to be photographed. I rest my case. Yeah. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. 
Have a nice no, day. If you, yeah, if, you, if there was any doubt that the Team Cobra formula is flawed, uh, no longer. No longer, because we have, we have uh, evidence. <laughs> Incontrovertible proof. Thank and you. actually, it doesn't really matter because it's gossip and pop culture. And at the end of the day, Low we're not going to the bank. And this is not a court of law. Thank so, you. what we say goes and scene. We're done. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, Holly Roberts is going to bring us all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts is here with all the dirt straight from Hollywood. It's a dirt alert. Hey, Hall. Hey, Hall. Hey, guys. I'm going to go with the big story of the day. That is Mike Richards out as executive producer of Jeopardy. He's been fired by Sony. You know, I am am curious about how this all went down. This just seems like a huge fumble bumble. Well, the whole thing was a you-know-what show. Yeah, it a, a fumble bumble, as Bradley just said. Mm-hmm. And yes, definitely a bleep show. So the New York Times reporting that a Sony executive sent a memo today basically saying that this has become a big distraction. They thought that it was going to resolve itself when Mike Richards stepped down as host of Jeopardy after a week of uh, being the host. And they're like, clearly what, that has not happened. What's like what, I, you know? There have been a few other things going on in the world, certainly in the world of pop culture, but also just in the world at large. What continued to go on that led to this? Dis- like, what was the distraction yeah, that's that a led good to question. this decision? Because I understand the original complaint against him for not hosting. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what criticism continued after he stayed on as a producer. Well, so initially, Sony had said that uh, Mike Richards would remain as executive producer of Jeopardy, stepping down from host, but apparently... His continued presence on the set was making crew members a little uncomfortable Uh. because crew members confronted Mike Richards in a meeting on August 19th that the New York Times is calling emotional, where they expressed dismay at his past behavior and said that it imperiled the show's reputation. Interesting. Listen, you know, I well, first of all, I think that took a lot of courage for the staff to come together in that way, um, to talk to a person in a position of power. I find it interesting that they use the words um, in this statement that they thought things would resolve themselves. Like the things that he was accused of and, 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 and actually paid for are, are not things that just go away. That mm-hmm. people just like stop talking, especially in 2021. Yeah. Right? Like, you, there is accountability. The things like that don't just blow over. Right. And hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready to eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash btpod50 and use code btpod50 to get 50% off. That's code btpod50 at factormeals.com slash btpod50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So... 
You want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. You know, Jeopardy has been on the air since 1964. And it's a television institution that it seems, you know, the crew members of Jeopardy pride themselves on the reputation of the show Jeopardy being above the fray. Like, you know, the winds may change, but there will always be Jeopardy there to entertain you and to inform you five days a week. But uh, Mike Richards' presence on the set of Jeopardy, a lot of crew members, it seems, were just like, you know what, this is rocking the boat in a way that we're not comfortable with. And you're Mm -hmm. actually you know, for lack of a better term, jeopardizing the future of this program. What's what's frustrating, I guess, is that like, okay, there's a bunch of thoughts that I'm having about this whole experience. One is from just a layperson outsider standing, watching, observing this story happen. It just seems incredibly unnecessary. This all could have been prevented mm-hmm. because to your point, Jeopardy is always seen as sort of above the fray. That said, okay, so that seemed like a lot of this was unavoidable. Also, it's just the fact that we think that Jeopardy is above the fray perhaps was a problem because not like nobody isn't required to live the way the rest of us live. What I'm saying is the fact that it was seen as above the fray might indicate that there was some overlooking of problems because the problems that the reason I say that is because the, the problems that Mike Richards is the, the primary reasons that he was unsuitable to be the host dealt with the very specific behavior in his role as producer. Like the podcast stuff seemed like insult to right, injury. Right, right, right. The behavior originally attributed to him that was problematic was his role in some lawsuits and behavior that led to lawsuits mm-hmm. against, um, Price is right, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like those issues and those problems were just never dealt with. So, on the one hand, I want to be like, this all seems like unforced error and unfortunate, but clearly, this was just people not dealing with things that were right in front of them for a very long time, right. and now they're paying the price for that. So, part of me is like, well, that's, you know, that sucks, but hopefully, you you've learned a lesson from how to move forward that people in positions of power like this should not be allowed to, you know, continue and grow and evolve without ever having accounted for mistakes they've made in the past. Right. And that's why those words, uh, blow over like they've resolve itself that these, this would resolve itself. That language says very much that to me, that they sort of felt like they were above having to actually adequately deal with the baggage that he came to the table with. Yeah, you know, and you guys are talking to the fact that people were questioning why Sony hadn't discovered Mike Richards' past behavior, specifically on the set of The Price is Right before naming him as new host, or even having him on as executive producer, because by all means, it's, you know, Jeopardy! on since 1964, a reliable, steady show in Sony's portfolios, just quietly earning tens of millions of dollars for Mm. the company, where it's like, you know what? Everybody's going to love Jeopardy. No one's going to question Jeopardy. Why don't we just have this keep sailing along? But then it's like, oh, oops, we didn't necessarily do the homework that we should have done, and now we're being called out for it. Right. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just, it is what it is. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> I keep wanting to say like it's unfortunate, but it's well, just people made some choices. And I think there's a tendency to look at this if you're an outsider. Like most people don't aren't paying that close attention, mm -hmm. right? To look at it and go, oh, it's just, you know, like everything is just terrible and we just have to make everything worse. And people are just complaining about all this stuff. And that's a, a very easy, like uneducated, ignorant response and understandable, right? Because most people right. aren't moving through life trying to understand complex issues mm -hmm. like what's going on behind the scenes at Jeopardy yeah, or like in the production having company. time to dig down into that. They don't but care. Also, but also, like if the past is... Uh, prologue like we have so many examples of people just acting as though people don't need to behave like adults mm -hmm. and professionally so when they're really successful right and so again this is not just a situation of where like people showed up and said let's create a problem it's people going how has this problem been going on for so long and nobody's ever dealt with it right mm -hmm. right and the people inside it going I, we didn't deal like what. Well, and now, now we now there's a problem. And now you yeah. can see where big, you know, the the uh, corporate overlords over at the production company are like, run away, run away, run away, make, right. like as if Mike Richards is the problem. Right. So, sure, maybe right. he was a problem. But but the culture is probably the bigger problem. But I bet he wasn't the only problem. Yes, oh. we've seen that time and again. Yeah. Have we not? Yeah. Oh, you know, don't really have time for much Got else. Got real deep on Look Jeopardy. Man. Look at that. Jeopardy. Did want to mention, you know, let's stick in the game show uh, stories because I'm going to go ahead and call the Bachelor game show. Yes. And Lance Bass, well, he's been hosting some Bachelor in Paradise episodes, and he said that he would love to host a full season of The Bachelor. Okay. That okay. features LBGTQIA contestants. So he's oh, just put, he's oh, yeah. it out there in the universe. Yeah. He's been talking about this for a while. Good yeah. for him, though, to like actually get the hookup. Yeah. Well, I Ew. mean, he's not doing it necessarily, but he's just putting it out there that he's yeah. available. To the right people. Yes. Exactly. Thank you, Holly, for that dirt alert. When we come back, Holly's going to bring us some blind items. We are going to solve some mysteries after this on My Talk 1071. We've got some pop culture mysteries to solve on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hi. And uh, we solve those mysteries in the form of blind items. Holly brings them to us and we attempt to solve them. In this segment, we call it Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh, let's solve a little hot celebrity gossip mystery. Let's do it. Let's start with this one. This A-minus list, mostly television actress who won an Emmy the last time she was in this particular television franchise, has worked with the showrunner for years. Even she hates the finished product of her current project and would really not like to do any press for it at all. Mm. Okay, the only reason I'm going to make this guess is because I just listened to an interview with this actress. Is the actress Sandra Oh? Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. She's been doing press, uh, well, now I forget what for she's doing Killing press Eve. for. Killing Eve, the last yeah. season. Yeah, okay so, okay, so again, we're looking for an actress who's in the reboot of a project. Is that, no, is that what no, I'm getting? Nope, not a reboot. So she won an Emmy the last time she was in a franchise, and she's worked with a particular oh, showrunner okay. for years. Got it, okay. Is, uh, like, Shonda Rhimes the showrunner? Uh, okay. So is it that, oh is it a Ryan Murphy situation? Oh, and that means it's what's her name? Because of Linda Tripp. Mm -hmm. What mm -hmm. is her name? Mm -hmm. Sarah Coming. Jessica Sarah. Parker. Nope. Uh Sarah, Sarah Michelle Sarah Paulson. Paulson. Ta da! I did it! I found it. Is it because of the Linda Tripp fat suit controversy? 
Well, it's the show that contains. I didn't Got know it. that there was necessarily oh, controversy oh, around. Oh, yeah. That. Okay, yeah. please. Yeah. We'll fill in the blank and then we'll get to the hot controversy. All right. So, Sarah Paulson, she won an Emmy the last time she was featured in American Crime Story, the franchise from Ryan Murphy. But even Sarah Paulson apparently hates American Crime Story impeachment and she doesn't really want to do any press for it. Oh my gosh, what a bummer because I'm well, really looking forward to that. Also, it's frustrating because. There's been a con. I, I mean, I can imagine if you're Sarah Paulson and this is true, you're like, great. And now I'm in a controversy about yeah. wearing a quote fat suit. That's what it's called, or that's what it's being call- mm-hmm. uh, referred to in the media. Mm-hmm. So she wore a prosthetic. Uh, well, she wore padding. She wore, yeah, she wore things to give her a different body shape. Yep. Uh, one that was more uh, akin Con- to Linda Tripp, the right. person that she's portraying in this particular series. And that led to a certain amount of controversy. And you can just tell, like, she's doing the right thing and saying all of the right things about how to handle a a controversy like this. But I can imagine that if you're Sarah Paulson and you already are not happy to be in this experience and you don't think it's, you know, quite up to snuff, the fact that you're now having to defend something that you don't particularly feel supportive or strong about, that's got to be an awkward place. I've seen a couple of quotes from her where she basically is like, uh, had I understood this better before I took the role, I would not have taken the role, which I find to be an interesting thing to say in general, but now kind of has some context to it. I and To be fair, I, I cursorily read the article. I thought she said she she learned something but that she still wouldn't have changed the way she did things which to me is like you learned something it's like you're trying to have it all is basically what i'm Mm, saying right like that you're trying to have your cake and eat it too right like i don't get it i i also do want to say that issues like this are frustrating for the actor i am not an actor i don't need to defend actors Mm -hmm. but i imagine because when you're an actor the focus is on you when i don't know that sarah paulson she can make decisions. She's a privileged actress. She has a lot of, um, what's the word, power in mm-hmm. the projects that she chooses. But I also think sometimes focusing on the actor to be the only person responsible for, right, for being in that situation. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that are that that are involved in an actor portraying yeah, somebody. Ryan Murphy, for example. Right. Like, right. let's start with him. Right. Why isn't he defending this issue? Right. Well, he hasn't said a word. Yeah. So, but I am really excited for this show. <laughs> I really, really am. And yeah. the fact that Monica Lewinsky was involved in it, I'm here for it. Yeah. Funny we're having that conversation because the Hollywood Reporter's review of the show is looks good but lacks momentum. Oh, interesting. interesting. Hmm. Huh. More on that later. By the way, Impeachment American Crime Story starts Tuesday, Thank September you. 7th. Thank you for answering Next the question week. I was hey. about to ask. Okay, give us Next another one. Week. Give us with another one. This A-plus slash A-list mostly movie actor was not worried about anything last week when he was boozing like crazy with multiple women who were volunteers at a film festival overseas. He Ooh. left with two of them. Ben Affleck? Is that like a uh, Bradley Cooper situation? No. Leo. (laughs) I'm just going with like the the womanizers we know. Not worried about anything. No. I feel like that's the thing that... Should he be worried about something? Yeah, who's had a past uh, rough couple of years? 
concerning his personal life. Kevin Space. <laughs> it's not Kevin Space. Uh, no, it's not. Come on, guys. Oh, oh, der, Johnny Depp. There you go. Ah, there it is. Yeah. So let's fill in the blank here that Johnny Depp was not worried about anything last week when he was boozing like crazy with multiple women who were, quote, volunteering at a film festival overseas. What does that even mean? Johnny Depp left with two of them at the Karlavi Vari Film Festival. Oh, that very popular in the Czech Republic. Okay. All righty. Ew. Yeah, well. Sometimes you just never learn. Apparently, Mr. Depp has not learned. The thing that, well, and also, like, the people, the thing that I always think about is, who are these people that are throwing themselves at a Johnny Depp right now? I know. Well. Well. Standards are low. Well. No, I get it. I understand it. I just, (laughs) integrity, people, integrity. I know. How dare they? I just have higher hopes for humanity. That's all it is. At least somebody does. If Johnny Depp showed up to the state fair and walked up to you guys and was like, hey, I just love you, Colleen. I think I'd be scared. I'm being serious. I think I'd be slightly frightened. I just have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like who who pooed in the bed? What? Don't you remember that? I'm not going to start with poop in the bed. Oh, I probably would. Great. Here's another celebrity (laughs) gossip mystery. This A minus slash B plus list singing actress who has trouble getting work as a singer or an actress is pitching a docuseries on her dead ex. She really gets a lot of mileage out of that. That's what's her name? We don't like her, right? Or the world is acting like they don't like her? Yeah. Dark hair Mm -hmm. on a Ryan Murphy show. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle. Duh. Of course. That's wow. really sad. That's, it's all sad and also the the way she's described is super sad. Okay, yeah. let's do that again. Yeah. Or I mean so, fill in the blanks. All right, great. So Leah Michelle <laughs> is pitching a docuseries about her dead ex. Leah Michelle oh, gets a lot of mileage out of that. Oh. Yeah. Well, and you know, she's going to need a comeback vehicle at some point because right now she is persona- Non grata. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the that's ex true. would be her former Glee co-star Corey Monteith. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Ooh. just so awkward. Awkward. Yeah. It's like a lot of awkwardness. Like, hey, that. like, how do you even have the cojones to like offer that up? Like, hey, you know what you guys should do? Well, like, without everybody seeing directly through it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, I would just be working twice as hard to avoid the appearance of mm. that. But then again, that's why I'm not. Bradley, you have higher hopes for humanity. Do I? Yeah, it sounds like it. I well, yeah. In that regard, then Leah Michelle, yes, but that is a low bar. Well, you know, we do what we (laughs) can. Ah, try this celebrity gossip mystery, Colleen Bradley. This former teen bride said that when she was about nineteen, this A plus list, mostly movie actor, was still happily married to his actress director wife. And that they hooked up multiple times over a two-week period. Mm. I assume that's like a Courtney Stodden. But okay. who's the actor? The actor who was still married to his then wife. And what was the? And it was A plus A yeah. A list. A plus. Oh, was it like, a plus list? Oh no, he wasn't. Um, because I first thought Brad Pitt, but that wouldn't. The timing wouldn't work. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. 
Uh, Ew. Yeah. Uh, so Courtney Stoddard oh, says that shit. when they were 19 and Brad Pitt was still happily married to Angelina Jolie, that Courtney and Brad hooked up multiple times over a two-week period. Now, here's the secret about Brad Pitt, you guys. According to NT Lawyer, what? according to all the hot gossip, Brad Pitt loves a young social media influencer. Oh, wasn't well. He's not alone in terms of celebrities chasing growth. Yeah. Well, remember earlier. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly—it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people, and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Tickling my brain. Was he like Maybe hanging it's Brad with. Brad Pitt. Are you Pitt. Courtney Stodden? Hey, Brad Pitt. Uh, well, remember earlier this year, Brad Pitt was in a relationship with a, a European influencer who was married oh, yeah. to a yeah. guy mm-hmm. yes. who was like 40 years older yep. than she okay. was. Okay, thank ding, you. Ding, ding, I knew ding. something yep. was tickling. Thank you. Uh, yep, that's... Tickles. Oh, Dirty tickles. So, NT Lawyer says that Brad Pitt really likes to hook up with people who are in the same fame category as Courtney Stodden finds wonder... himself to be in. Also, uh, British reality television stars apparently oh my god that's so fascinating i wonder if that's like like i'm gonna uh, psychoanalyze for a moment i'm gonna put on my jungian hat or freudian i don't remember which is which but um something about childhood um i just wonder if that has to do with like a power thing like like surely these influencers want attention i am like the beacon of it like i like what other attention could you possibly want Mm -hmm. than from brad pitt right Mm -hmm. so i'm like so i'm gonna set it up yeah like i'm gonna go fishing in a in a stocked pond yeah if you will yeah no that makes sense good good psychoanalysis yeah that was great the doctor i'm here for that the doctor is in. Please and do not he'll be taking your calls to any of my diagnoses. When we come back, um, thank you, Holly, for those uh, for those blind items. Those were fantastic. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I know you guys have been waiting for it. I will give you my full review of He's All That oh, on good. Netflix when we come back on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, live at the Minnesota State Fair. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. And that's Bradley Trainer. Hello. Hello. Um, I took one for the team, you guys. Oh, wow. Um, what did you do for us? You're welcome. I watched He's All That on Netflix. I know you didn't ask me to, but I'm a giver, and so I did it. What is He's All That? 
Oh my gosh. Okay, so here's what He's All That is. So do you remember the show or movie from the 90s, She's All That, that starred Freddie Prinze Jr.? sounds vaguely familiar. I did not see this film. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this is a movie that stars Freddie Prinze Jr. is in it, and so is Rachel Lee Cook, Minnesota's very own Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. And she plays, like, he plays the popular guy, and she plays, like, the super nerd, and then, like... He has he takes a bet that he can kind of make over and take the nerdiest girl to prom oh, yeah, and they select sure. her and then she and then they Seems fall in mildly love. Mildly problematic, Sorry. but okay. Exactly. Sorry, spoiler alert. They end up falling in love because that's what happens in nineties movies. Well they've remade it okay. because we had just enough time to feel nostalgic for it. And something tells me with the title He's All That, they've decided to swap the script. You or flip are the script, I think, swap the story. Swap the a doozy. Uh, yes, they flipped the script and they made it a guy that they needed to make over, yeah. a nerdy guy. But so here's what's interesting about, or not, I'm, gonna, I'm putting interesting in quotes. It's like a Minnesota interesting. The casting choice they made for He's All That is that they hired Addison Ray, the TikTok star. Okay. To be the popular girl. Okay. And then the guy is played by Tanner something or another, but he's the guy who's on um, Cobra Kai. Okay. So he's kind of a hot thing right now. But she, and like there's all these other things that they did to bring it up to to He must date. be like nerd hot or something. They put a wig on him and make him look grunge. Okay. And then he all takes right. it off and has like a six pack. And you're like, sure, sure. Okay. Meanwhile. Yeah. So they like did this other stuff to update it so that um, because the thing about she's all that is at the time like the real world was really big, so Matthew Lillard's character in that uh, in that movie had been on the real world. Well, in this version, you know, it, uh, Instagram and and social media influencing is a big thing. So Addison Rae's character course, is yeah. a social media influencer. Makes sense. And guess who her like manager person is? Gina Rodriguez. No. Oh, shoot. Listen to our podcast, Go Deep in the Shallow Season 2, just finished up. What? That was a good plug. You're welcome. Courtney Kardashian. So oh, of course, there's because so she's many besties gifts. with Addison Rae. Yes. Yeah. So there's so many gifts in this terrible, terrible movie. And it is, is from it beginning to end. It is torture. Now, is it torture and uh, uh, more torturous, less torturous, equally torturous than the original? The original is one of my top five favorite 90 mo 90s movies. Oh, okay. Alright, so, so that's... It's, I imagine you didn't think of that as torturous. No, it had big shoes to fill. I will just tell you, I watched it because my kids wanted to watch it, and I was like, finally, a show... That I, or like a movie that I will watch and it will be useful for me in my job. This will be great. I'll watch it. My kids couldn't even... They were secondhand embarrassed oh, watching they it. They were like, this is awkward. My younger son was moaning the entire time in agony. He was like, oh, it's so bad. And, but they ha wanted to see it all the way through. And yeah. I said, that is a good skill to have. You know, hate watching something. Start them early. But they... It is... So bad, and Courtney Kardashian acting. Oh no! You Equally would think bad. she'd be really good at it, right? Because she acts like herself for a living. Yeah, she's terrible. Yeah, that for some reason that doesn't surprise me because she's good at acting when there's no script. Right, right. But like, this there's was a, a difference script. between the acting that she does in her reality show 
and the act. Because in the, on a reality show, there's no wrong answer. Right. 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 But in you this, just have there to is. Sell it. She had to memorize the lines and but deliver them. There's a crew. Them. There's people. There's a crew on a reality show. But you know yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And Addison Ray is not great. Which is, I mean, I th- I get, I understand what they were trying to do. Right. They're trying to pull in a younger audience that loves Addison Ray. Yeah. I will also say. In case you have super young kids and you're not okay with it, there are some themes in it and some words that I was surprised by because I thought what's, that... What's the rating on the It must be PG-13. I didn't, you know what? Isn't this terrible? I didn't even check because oh. I assumed, which, yeah. you know, shame on me. I assumed because Addison Ray was in it because it was sort of being marketed toward younger kids that they would be... That it would be appropriate, yes, the entertainment right? Silly business, me. They are. They're really always taking good. care of my children. They're really good at taking care of your children. <laughs> Luckily, I mean, the, some of the things were over their head, and some, and the words are not things that they haven't heard their mother say. Yeah. You know, when I stepped on a tack or something oh, like sure. that, of course, or on a Tuesday, or on a day ending in day. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, it was it was epically, terribly, so bad. But I did teach my children my new favorite skill, which is. Watching things on one and a half speed on Netflix. Oh, so did you watch that? Well, maybe that's why it, it no. was bad. Because no, because watched... I slowed it down a couple times to be like, is it is it the speed that's making it bad or is it just bad? It's just bad. Okay. It's just bad. But this is my tip, though. When you watch Netflix on your computer, you can watch it at up to 1.75 speed, which is wonderful. You can really cruise through some stuff that I way. I just feel like that would be so awkward. You get used to it weird. really quickly. Don't you do that with your Audible books ever? Sometimes if the, uh, if the narrator is particularly uh, slow, slow speaking, I will yeah. bump it up to the next level I, yeah. because I've tried... You know, the, the faster you go, you're like, okay, I am so distracted by what's going on, but I have done a, like a teeny bit, yeah. teeny bit. No, I like to save time by a brief. So I just... You're a gal on the go. I'm a gal on the go. I got stuff to do. do. I got things to see, places to go. I can't be bothered by listening to people talk at their normal rate (laughs) of speed. But when you start watching that movie, you do realize you want it to be over as fast as possible. I just, you know, I feel so unplugged from the world of that particular genre. Mm. And I was particularly unplugged at the time when it was big, a.k.a. the 90s. I can only imagine how... Like out of touch, I would feel watching that movie today. It is terrible. If you want to hate watch it, please do so. Fabulous. If you got a hate watch desire, Colleen's got you ready. It's true. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we are going to ask you an impossible question. If you could only have one cheese in the world, what cheese would it be? What cheese would it be? 651 641 1071. We'll take your calls after this.